Left alone to our own devices, two seemingly unscathed Gen Xers muddling through life, learning lessons the hard way. We raised ourselves and aren't afraid to be badass bitches. So hold our coffee while we talk like then and now. We are the Latchkey Chicks. Hey, Julie. Mel, it is great to be back for our next episode of Latchkey Chicks. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, that's a new sound for you. You know, I just try to test things out. Is that the wah pedal? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Hey, isn't today, well, there's lots of things today. It's National Donner's Day. Oh, it was, yes. I don't have a daughter, but I know you have a wonderful daughter. I have a wonderful daughter that, you know, I haven't even seen her today, so. No. Oh, wait, no, I did see her this oh, morning, okay. come to think of it. Okay. I did. Good. Did you wish her a happy daughter's day? No, I didn't. <sighs> what kind of mother are you if you can't get this day? I know, I know, All right. I know, well, I know. it's not over. I was a one-hit wonder. Ah! <laughs> I know where you're going with this, because this is the day for One Hit Wonders. It's National One Hit Wonder Day. Do you remember? Bring me down memory lane, Mel, because we're going to only talk about the One Hit Wonders from back in the day, being oh, yeah. the Gen Xers that we are. So there's always this one. You comes up all the time, I think. What? Take on me, <gasps> take on me, take me on, take on me, I'll be gone. Okay, this is <laughs> turned into an opera. I'm not going thing. all the way up though. We can't go all the way up. That's no good. No, no, no. So no. that is take on me. Aha. Uh -huh. Aha, uh -huh. okay. Aha, uh -huh. yeah, I always thought they had the best video, though. Like, Oh, yeah, the that black was, and the white. For a one-hit wonder, yeah. they nailed it on the video. They did, they did. We are, I mean, obviously, we're still talking about it. I, I don't want to stop talking about it. So, yeah. But we have, I mean, I we have a whole list. We went back and dug out a bunch of one-hit wonders. So, I think the 80s was, like, one-hit wonder decade. Now, whenever I hear or think of... Come on, Eileen. <gasps> ah! I just want to put my overalls on. <laughs> it's true. That was like and the launch pad from overalls being cool. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, it's crazy how, okay, I don't know that, do you refer to it as Jenny or do you refer to it as 8675309? Oh my God. No, it is not Jenny. It is 8675309. And Everybody's favorite phone number they will never forget from our generation. And, side note, we saw it played live last year. We did, and it was a highlight. It was a highlight. It was a bucket list item to say that we saw it with Rick Springfield as the main act. Hubba hubba. Mm-hmm. Man still had it. He was oh, 73 yeah. at the time, and he was strutting around with uh, his shirt off. Yeah. And leather pants and... Oh, yeah, I think he had, might, might have had a little work done, but... I right. mean, yeah, I okay. would, too, if I had the money. I know. mean, really? <laughs> why not? Why a little not? something, a little nip, little tuck. Um, we, another song that we brought up one other time, Tony Basil, Mickey. Mickey, oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're, you're so, so fine, fine, you, you blow, blow my, my name, Mickey. Mickey. 
Hey, Mickey. Oh, and that 99 Luftballons. Balloons. I have no idea what I just like said. saying Luftballons. Yeah. That would have been one of those songs that I just kind of went, la, 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 la. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were just saying how our generation didn't have the luxury of looking up lyrics, so we had to, like, just kind of hum through things or make it up. If you were lucky and you bought the actual album or cassette, sure. you might have it lyrics. Had the liner notes. Liner notes, children. Uh, and this, is, this song, it always did creep me out. Rockwell... Somebody's watching me. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that one. No, skip it. Uh, Michael Sambello, Maniac. She's the maniac, maniac on the floor. Oh, I would have said for love. See? Uh, yeah. But Wait, she's no. dancing like, <laughs> like she's she never danced before. before. That's true. Floor and before. Okay. Yep. But I also have a problem with lyrics in general. It's not, like, it's not a generational thing. I personally change all the lyrics. So, in my world, it's a maniac. Form. Well, fast forward, there's a Taylor Swift song that, uh, instead of star-crossed lovers, we thought it was Starbucks, Starbucks lovers. lovers. It's so true. Yes, I always hear Star, but I'm never mm -hmm. gonna hear Star Crossed. No. Um, what about Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians? See, that one is not '80s. I don't know why it's on that list, but she had a great album, and I listened to that. That was probably one of my '90s all-time favorite albums. And she's married to Paul Simon. Ooh. And. I believe I have that right. Anyway, she, yeah, I'm pretty sure she married Paul Simon. And then she never really put out any more music. I mean, why bother? She wrote the coattails. Pretty yeah. sure. Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry. worry. Be, be happy. happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad he had that one. That was a good... If you're going to have a one-hit wonder, it's a happy one, and it's long-lasting. Oh, isn't there... I was thinking of a Modern Family episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> and and uh, Phil claimed he came out with a song before that, um, Don't Worry, Life's Snappy, or something <laughs> like that. Life's Snappy. I was. I thought you were gonna say crappy. No, no, no. Life's crappy. He's, he's way too positive. No, that's true. The Georgia Satellites. Keep your hands to yourself. Oh, what's that one? I don't know that one. Um. Don't pay me money. No. <laughs> you see, I'm still your lover boy. Yes. I can hear Something it. Something like that. I can hear it, but no, I, I don't know any of the lyrics to that one. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Any, what are, okay, we can't go through all of them, but what are some of the best? Okay. The best? Till Tuesday. Hush, hush. Keep it down, down. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Okay. I got it. I got it. I was like, oh, I don't know this one. I missed that boat. Uh, let's see. Let's do one, one last one for the road. Okay. And then we'll go on to brighter. No, more. I think people are going to have a strong reaction to this and we might have to like. 
actually put a playlist together of all these or something. A playlist? We like playlists around here. We do? We do. We, we have do. Do we have a playlist? Well, we're trying to put playlists together and share them. I don't know if we've done it. Well, they're on our Instagram. So, yeah, we've shared some playlists. Okay. I can remember this song from my days on the bus. Okay. This sounds like it's going to be a little naughty. Alana Miles Black Velvet. <gasps> what? <laughs> You're singing that on the bus. Yeah, I was... What kind of bus ride was this? Wow. wow. Was there a pole in this bus? Or... There wasn't, but I was usually sitting in the back seat with a boy. Oh! But that's a whole other story. Mel, Mel, Mel. I told you it was high school, high school. Did you say that? You didn't say that at first, I or I missed it. So that's high school. Okay, high school bus rides. That wow, that was that's a good one to go out on. Yeah, black velvet with that little boy. That smile. little boy's smile. Is it a little boy smile? I got his eyes. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we hope you enjoy going down memory lane. It's great to have a reason to relive some of these songs, and we'll put. A bunch of them on a playlist because why wouldn't you want to drive around singing lyrics to songs that you barely remember or some of them maybe and, they're in there permanently and i mean just if you don't know the words just make them up it's, that's, that's it's way did. more fun yeah i think was there a game show where it was like you had to guess the lyrics and if you got oh, it correct yeah. i mine would be make up better lyrics yeah where it makes up the best fake lyrics or tricks people into thinking it's the lyrics. And whenever we watched the show, because it was, I don't know if it was a, you know, revamped show or not, but Niecy Nash. Yes. She was the hostess. My God, they like kept her in the same style clothes every freaking episode. <laughs> Drove me nuts. It's well, like, did they keep her in the clothes or did she just want to wear the same clothes? I don't know. Don't but know. I, you know, mix it up a little. Come on. The yeah. budget had to be bigger than that. <laughs> Take note, people. If you're going to launch a show, a game show, Mel wants you to have a good wardrobe. I mean, you can have your basics, but you got to mm -hmm. have a little, mm -hmm. as I used the word last time, you got to have a little frosting to jazz it up. <laughs> you know, you're right, though. But I think about, like, I don't know, did Bob Barker have that many suits? Like, did we really care what Bob was wearing? No, they, they, everyone was looking at the models. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I guess there are a lot of plain Janes out there. <laughs> I mean, look at Little House on the Prairie. They were just, like, uh, dressing the same old, same old all the time. Interesting that you say Little House on the Prairie, because we are going to be talking about that in relation to books from back in the day. So I love that. Do you read books? Uh, not anymore. Who has time for that? I mean, I... You listen to books, right? Yeah. We don't read. I don't even listen to books. I mean... You don't even... How? Do, no. Where do we rate to talk about books today if we're not reading any? I used listening? to read books when I was a kid. I okay. Mean, yeah. And I go through spells. Okay. I, I have some authors that I used to read a lot of, but... Okay, so we want to relive some of the books from back in the day. What were the ones you were reading? What were you obsessed about reading? I used to love Judy Bloom books. Oh, who didn't? I loved Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing and mm. Fudge and Super Fudge. Oh my and... gosh. Those are just, like, you nailed it. Quintessential. Well, are they 70s books or 80s books? I don't know. Really I mean, my kids, my son, I know, read them. Right, 
Right, but I think they're like, we own yeah. that. We own oh, that. Yeah. Those are cl- classics from our generation. And Judy Bloom, I mean, she still rules because what? Dear God, it's me, Margaret. The movie just got made. Yeah. Um, yeah. She still... had a documentary that came out last year or the year before. Yeah. She's the best. She is. She's the queen. She's well, hip. She's a, one of the queens. I would I would say she's in my top five of mm-hmm. like authors from that era. Um, and the other one would be Beverly Clary. Ramona. The Ramona series. So I think equal to maybe the, um, the protagonist from the Fudge and Super Fudge series. Like, Fudge is the protagonist. Okay, so, well, I thought there was another character, too. His well, brother. Peter. Peter. Yeah. Peter. But it was really Fudge. Yeah. Who was the lead. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's Ramona and Beezus were, like, on her end, the protagonists. And it started as a, as Beezus was Beatrice, the main character, in an earlier book. And then Ramona stole the, the limelight. The little sister always steals the show. Right, Mel? I'm an older sister. I'm a baby. And I would definitely say I can see Mel showing how she wants to steal the spotlight all the time. I mean, it's just, if if you find something you're good at, stick with it. Mm, And if you do it better than your big sister, so be it. (laughs) I mean, my, my sister tells me all the time how I told her one day that I was going to do everything she did, only better. <laughs> I love that. I can do anything you can oh, do better. Yeah. I can do anything better than you. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> and so, yeah, I feel like the Ramona series was fun because it kind of gave me the perspective of what a little sister feels like because I was the big sister. Yeah, it kind of flips the coin for you. It to... did. It did. It, she was just a naughty little kid and then she kind of matured with each book. But Ramona Quimby, age eight, was probably my favorite. Um, and she went through, like, her parents got divorced and these were topics back in the day that were kind of like... Well, still a little the, taboo. Or just, they were becoming more of a, a thing in that you know era. In the 80s, people were starting to get divorced quite a bit. And it was quite a thing to read about it and see it normalized as something kids everywhere could relate to. See, I don't recall a lot of divorces, really. Well, I remember it being... See, okay, here's a little side rant. We grew up in the sitcom era where it was all about the American family and representing family, the family unit. But in the 80s... I do remember it somewhat becoming more of a, like, thing that you knew that there were kids who had... Like, I had a friend in third grade, not a close friend, but a friend in class whose parents were divorced, and I just remember being fascinated that she had two homes and that there was this whole thing going on that I couldn't imagine. And it seemed very exotic. Wow, you have two houses? Yeah. Yeah. You have two rooms? Can I come over to both houses? Can we have two sleepovers? Wow. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I did have one friend whose parents were divorced, but... Yeah. But they... Her dad worked away anyway, so it yeah, just didn't... That wasn't as noticeable. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, and, and I don't think... Honestly, I don't think it was as prevalent, obviously, as it became 
over the course of yes Thank- our lifetime here so far now it's like marriage who does that <laughs> i mean don't ask me about marriage that- <laughs> that's a whole other we're saving that for another show that could be a whole segment it could be and it should be days Look. of my lives <laughs> Oh, we could make it a soap opera themed kind of. I mean, yeah. I, the stories. You know. Oh boy! Yeah. As long as you don't have an evil twin out there, Mal. <laughs> yes. Are you the evil twin? Maybe. So going back to books, did we cover all the books yet? I don't think so. What are some others that you? Well, back to Judy Bloom. Oh yes, you had one you were going to share that I I don't know this one yeah, at all. There, she has a book called Forever, which was about a girl coming of age and having her first sexual experience. Ooh, so scandalous. And you couldn't find it in your school libraries, typically. What? Really? So back then they were already banning banning, the books? Were they banning the book? Because it wasn't appropriate. I should not know about a girl pleasuring herself or anyone else. Wow. Yeah, um, interesting that that was banned. So, I think it's interesting that, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. That wasn't an issue, and that was about her getting that her period was again. But but it, I guess that's more of a like that's still. I mean that's non judgment. It was yeah. a judgment free thing. I don't know, but yeah, a young woman having sex back then, yeah, it was still kind of a Puritan time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can remember my, one of my close friends happened to uh, steal the book from one of her older sisters so that I could read it. Wow. So you heard about it through the grapevine. Like, it was a viral book. Yeah, it was one of those things. (laughs) I was like, I don't remember how it came up, but... I remember asking the school librarian. She's like, no, we don't keep that here. And my friend's like, oh. You don't have that filth in this library. Yeah. So I was like, I have to read it now. And what, did it live up to the hype? It was a pretty good book. Ah. I can remember reading it and having some thoughts that oh. I hadn't had before. Oh, Judy. Educating the youth. Yeah. But you know what? Good for her. I mean, the, it's all stuff you're going to... You know, why not learn it from some mm-hmm. kind right. woman who only has your best interests at heart? Right. And a woman who it, helped girls understand what was happening with their yeah. bodies and their periods. And, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Next, Take the next it's, step with Judy. It's part of life. So the, you said the documentary was yeah. named for, obviously, that was... Yeah, like it was the, Judy Bloom Forever. That is interesting. I never would have known the reference. Yep. So now I get it. But oh. yeah, she's still, you know, she's still out there trying to make sure people can read whatever book they want and, mm-hmm. you know, freedom to just. Well, yeah. Hello. Knowledge is power. Knowledge I mean, who's to say power. what you're going to learn from what book or, you know, just have access well, to and everything. I think everything is so. Um, censored now and my mother-in-law is a former children's librarian and she was telling me that near the end of her tenure which was she retired maybe two or three years ago now but they could no longer carry certain dr seuss books and that really just was so sad to her because dr seuss is that like learn to read you know cat in the hat you know it's just and there were certain ones that had some 
race. I mean, he's now considered racist. And, oh, and, yeah. and I get that, you know, hello, it's very much a painful thing to see something mis misrepresented or derogatory about your culture. So I get why there are things that are hard to uh, allow people to continue to be exposed to. But it's just shocking to me that we've gotten to the point where there are just even even finding out Dr. Seuss is no like <laughs> well there and I remember going to my grandmother's and she had books that you would no way in hell put out today little black sambo oh jeez wow there was one book about these five chinese brothers that you couldn't kill them like one of them had a rubbery neck one of them couldn't be burned. There, it was wow. like all about torturing these five Chinese brothers. That's crazy. And I can remember reading that all the time, thinking, "That's so cool! Look, they can't do this." Huh? And, yeah. Well, and um, my youngest is reading. He's in fourth grade, and his book that he came home with is the Jungle Book. And you know, I've never actually—I've only seen the Disney version yeah. in um, movie of Jungle Book, but we were reading some of it, and I, I'm curious if anything in there, I think it's Rudyard Kipling, Rudyard Kipling, if any of that would have some level of an undertone from back in the day around, I mean, you know, that kind of tribal culture, and I don't want to sound all liberal, but I pretty much think you could read any sentence and have it offend someone somewhere. Yeah. I mean, really, honestly, that it, it it's it's okay. It's a whole different topic and we don't want to we don't want to politicize anything in this no. in this podcast, but it is interesting to note like just from generation to generation things that do become the certain things target can fly and, and while others can't. Yeah. But um, one of the other books that I and I think it's crazy that I read it. Uh, it we were talking about forever and then my book that I learned so much reading was Flowers in the Attic V.C. Andrews. <laughs> like how was I allowed to read something about incest is best. Incest. Like that. I, and I know I must have taken that out of the library or something. I, I don't. You got to keep it all in the family. I don't know that. <laughs> Seriously. That was and a warped. Very warped. I read a lot of those books and um I am really shocked that they were allowed in my house. So, sorry, Mom. Kind of questioning that choice. <laughs> but even today, there's um, some stories. One of my favorite books that came out ooh, in the 90s, I think, is when it first originated, uh, Harry Potter. Mm. Think of all the different people that, you know, say that is horrible to teach children about mm -hmm. magic and, you know, anti, you know, yeah. or Christian groups that say yeah. it's, you know, all against God. And mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's true. You can find something to be upset about with many different things. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's V.C. Andrews. And I feel like that, um, that topic probably didn't get really like brought up in in public ways the incest topic until I yeah. read something like that I didn't know that that was a like, it really was kind of a taboo topic that yeah you wouldn't exactly get who talks to. about that right and it and if anything like that did happen in your family people were hiding that oh gosh so. yeah I mean so it was interesting to read about something I wouldn't have normally 
come across or maybe not been exposed to and it was horrifying to read but it was also I couldn't put it down <laughs> couldn't put that down um so somehow VC Andrews did get banned it yeah, <laughs> we don't know I've why I've never heard anything about so culture Mel I wonder what books became movies from our time that you would remember being the top movie that came from one of the books that we read well as we've mentioned before, The Princess Bride. <gasps> uh, we, you know, I would talk about that movie all day, every day. I mean, it, it is, there's so much fun and so many different characters, so many, you know, adventures. Yep. And just the fact that, I mean, you're watching a boy be read a story from his by his grandfather, right? Yeah. And, and it's such a sweet way to kind of frame it up, you know? I just love that. It's it's like a, you know, quintessential, like, I'm passing the story down to you. And, and you know, the whole, as you hear the story, and that as you wish means I love you. Wish, and yeah. at the end of the movie, when the grandson is happy that his grandfather read him the book, and he's like, you can come back and read it again. And he just looks at him and says, as you wish. Oh, gosh. That is, it does, it really conveys what love is, and it's not just romantic love. No, the friendship love in there. I mean, look at how Fezzik and Inigo, they loved each Mm -hmm. other. They were like the best of Mm -hmm. friends and Mm -hmm. saved one another. Oh, that is really good. I'm going to go watch that with my kids, I think, again, try to get them to sit down and watch it. We've tried to show it to them a little too young. And now I think they're like middle school age, so I think they would understand it a little better. But yeah, that and so for me, that would be a top one. Another one isn't necessarily a movie. I'm going to cheat a little bit, but the Little House series that was a big deal show for Oh, yeah. Uh, mid 70s into the early 80s. Oh my gosh. That I mean, who didn't watch Little House? Little House and that whole era was fascinating to me. I mean, how did the we can't survive if the power goes off for ten minutes? Right. How how would we ever live? Oh my goodness, no! And going to bed with like warm coals at the end of the bed, and they didn't know if they were going to have food in the winter. And but I was really excited when it was winter I would try to make um the the snow they were like using maple syrup oh yeah like it was like a snow cone tree and I remember I would try it (laughs) every winter have you ever gone to like a maple farm and they like they will pour Mm -hmm. the sap out not the same as when you have to rough it now I know doesn't taste the same but yeah very good at the roughing and stuff (laughs) You're a glamper. Admit it. I am. Yeah. You know, and when you're raised the way we are, we could only rough it so much. I mean, okay. Other than the ice storm that I lived through in the 90s, like, I don't think I've ever gone without power more than a few days. That's why I have a generator. Exactly. So, you know, Little House was educational. It was amazing to imagine but it also romanticized a lot of things and when I um, found out that the book about the author came out her autobiography came out called Prairie Girl 
when it was about Laura Ingalls' life, reading her life story really was just, it was shocking to me what I didn't get a full appreciation of because it was just a story. Well, nobody wants to hear no. all the bad no. stuff. You gotta, yeah. you know, sugarcoat it. You do. So, yeah, I mean, I think we all love the romantic idea of being a settler and, you know, traveling around and, you know, oh my gosh, coming across dangers and, you know, the the whole, like, Native American aspect. I look at those stories and I'm like, wow, you know, such a different representation of our history because it's from the settler perspective. Um and that alone, I was really interested to read some of the true story behind how they worked with many settlers. There were there were Native Americans that were friends of theirs. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to move out to a new land, you need to kind of be mm. friendly with the natives. Gotta learn. And But it just her telling of how tragic it was to see what was done to the whole Native American population in yeah. the, I think she was in Minnesota or that area, um, so her telling of it. It's just a really, the Prairie Girl autobiography, it's very thick, it's a big hardcover book with all these annotations in the side, I'm like, oh, Lord. could barely get through, you know, I, I kind of would pick it up and put it down, but um, so well worth reading if you're into Little House, just getting that full picture of the era. Well, and another favorite that was a similar time, but in a different neck of the woods, our friend... No pun intended. Oh. <laughs> Anne Shirley. Oh, it's so true. In Prince Edward Island. Oh, so both of us, we were talking about before we sat down to record the episode, we both made treks to Prince yes. Edward Island based on the, our love of the books. Well, did you read the books, or did you I just... never read the yeah, books. I, I just yeah. watched the movies. Be, yeah, See, I'm more of a movie watcher. Man, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, honestly, most of the time I like the movie better than the book. I mean, sometimes it's... Yeah. But the books were amazing, and oh. I loved the books, and I felt like the movie, the miniseries, that was... That aired on PBS, I believe. Yeah. yeah. In the late 80s, maybe. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, the original. I know there's been remakes. But. Because one of my friends, same one whose sister had forever, her sister, because she had seven sisters. She was the youngest. Wow. Um, so her sisters had read the book, so they would taunt me because PBS would only air like an hour at a time, and then oh, you had to wait until yes. next week. And they would taunt me as to what was going to happen. Oh, that's terrible. Yep. Did they? They didn't totally ruin it. They just told oh, no, you no, no. you were gonna. Sometimes be they would something. lie. Yeah, uh. like you know, Gilbert died. <gasps> That's so mean. I Don't know. mess around when it came to Gilbert. I love Gilbert. Oh, and Matthew. He was just the sweetest man. I wanted him to be. I had the best grandfather, honestly. Um, but I wanted him to be my grandfather. I know. You just wanted to go give him a hug. No, Matthew, I can't. I still, we, neither of us, have, we were saying, has gotten over what happened with Matthew. And, um, but it's funny that you went up to Prince Edward Island to go see the house and we both had the same reaction. It was, it was just, was, oh, this is it? Yeah. That's all? It 
that's it. It's so small. And then I think they really kind of misrepresented that it was the house that they filmed maybe some outside scenes. So yeah. you went there thinking you're going to see the whole place that was in the miniseries, but it really was partially used footage of the, I mean, it was a beautiful area. Yeah. And then there, nearby you could go to Lucy Maud Montgomery's yep. home and at least you could say, okay, I was in that area and I saw where she was, but um, what a beautiful place. I couldn't imagine growing up. Well, I know somebody who grew up on Prince Edward Island, but I, and I always say, was it like Anna Green Gables? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you lived on the coast of Maine, is it that much yeah. different at the same time? It seemed like another world. It's something about the dunes there. Yeah. That's a whole other level. Yep. The, but, their beaches are mm -hmm. a lot different. So, yeah, that whole Anne of Green Gables world, so beautiful. The, there's a lot of books from my childhood and teen years that seem to be very romantic versions of roughing it. <laughs> like, was, or just... It, I would only rough it if it was romanticized. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, I like my power, my mm -hmm. all of my appliances. Mm -hmm. I like being able to wash my hair. Oh, I just thought of a book series, though, that was not about roughing it, that I was obsessed with. Yes. The Babysitter's Club. Really? I never read those. Oh, see, this is the age difference. I bet it was a little bit too babyish for you by the time Probably. it came Probably. So Babysitter's Club, which I think is still very popular. Um, I feel like they've made some movies or shows out of it that I probably have missed. But yeah. back then, it was a very hot, hot, hot series. Yeah. And the idea of babysitting was a big deal back then. Who didn't want to babysit? Who didn't want to babysit? Now I think you have to Me, after I did it once or twice. <laughs> I don't think I ever got invited back after I tried babysitting once. No? I was 12 when I tried to take the first steps. I took the CPR class and all of that. And I went to watch the kid up the hill behind our house. There was a little toddler. And I don't even think the parents really left. They were just giving it a trial run. And somehow I didn't pass the test. Wow. Wow. You know, it was a toddler. I don't think I was dying to go back. My, I seem to recall my first babysitting duties was my mom's friend's daughter, who was only like four years younger than me, which was funny because her sister was four years older and she used to babysit oh, me. Oh, wow. That's so cute. Yep. Keep Do you remember the going rate? <laughs> um, if you got $2 an hour. $2, yep. That was yeah. like doing well. I was so pissed, though. One of my uh, families I babysat for, mm -hmm. years later, I found out the mother was embezzling from her job. It's like, oh. she could have afforded more. Oh, scam. Yeah. Total scam. Come on. $2, though, that would have made me feel, because my first job out of, like, in high school was maybe $4.75 an hour. So you were making oh. good money. I my first high school job, I made $5 an hour. Oh, you were, wow, you were raking it in. I worked at the motel. Oh, oh, this, this has to be a whole other episode worth of stories. Oh, God. Okay, we're going to save that for our jobs yeah. discussion. But, 
Um, yeah, so that was a fun tangent, Babysitter's Club. We had to lighten it up because we were oh, getting yeah. a little bogged down in, like, survival mode with all the other books. So Yeah. You know. It just, I mean, babysitting is a survival game. But It is. Yeah, it, I, is. it just, that, that, that whole series was fun. And it, um, it definitely made me feel like that was the gig to have. And now today, it's funny because we were just talking about how expect like how we thought we were raking it in my oldest was watching a cat recently for the owners while they were out um like away for a week and he got ten dollars a day and i was like yeah what? that's what for watching a cat my daughter was making like over 15 bucks an hour babysitting really yeah why did she even bother going to college I mean, quite honestly, you could get by. I mean, yeah, you could name Minimum wage is almost $15 an hour. Well, I thought it was even more, like, at this point. I think it's going up a job again. for less than 20 Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, that was fun to go down memory lane. And I, I feel like I'm going to have to go, like, really pull out the, the books that I... I mean, I would reread Anne of Green Gables in a heartbeat, so... On a like nice that. fall day. Well, it's the weather is making me want to read. You're right. It's it's, like, it's sweater weather. It's sweater weather. Oh my gosh! And it's fair season. We were fair. just talking about how it's been fair season here yes. in Maine, and it's actually almost the it's end in, of fair season. Yeah, we we've got our big Cumberland fair this week, and next week Freiburg fair, the last yeah. fair of the year. And if you don't live around here, you are missing out. You need to come to New England for. For sweater weather and fea season. Oh yeah, you've got to come get a, a fried dough. Oh, a fried dough. Oh, I can. French taste fries it. from King and Queens. Kettle corn. Kettle. Uh, sunflower pizza. Sunflower pizza. I don't that's even know the, what that is. That's the name of the company. Oh okay. No, I don't know that. I'm just trying to remember all the little vendors. At yeah. The fair. Well, shout out there. I mean, yeah, that sounds great. I'm going. I'm so excited on Wednesday to um, take my kids to the fair for early release day. They get out of school early, so we get the whole afternoon. I feel like I'm playing hooky. It's always like, oh, we're going to. The, it's like the middle of the day, and we're well, going to the fair. Well, in my district, they always let the kids have Friday off of Freiburg fairs. <gasps> That's so cool. Yep. You couldn't pay me now, though, to go to the Freiburg Fair on a Friday. No, now I'm like, I don't want to deal with the scene. I would want to go on a Tuesday. <laughs> I, I think that's Lumberjack Day. Is it? Oh, I'm going. I'm so going on Tuesday. Oh, what? It, oh, my God. I just thought of a wonderful, wonderful thing that has nothing to do with any of this except for a particular TikToker who cuts oh cuts trees. Sounds like a crush. Oh. He's a very fine looking lumberjack. Oh yeah. Are you, you, you going to share? Do you remember what his his name's Thorin. I can't think oh. of his last name. You and the TikTok people. Last last week you had a crush on another TikToker. You know before all this started, I had closed down a lot of my social media because there were a lot of people I just really didn't want to yeah, have to hear things from. I remember you, you were exiting stage left. And then I started just scrolling through TikTok, and once your algorithm gets set, <laughs> I was just seeing the stupidest, funniest things. 
And you know what's funny is that you influenced my algorithm because now I get all of the stuff that you like because you're sharing it with yep. me. And our friend, another one of our mm-hmm. friends, same thing. Mm-hmm. That's why we started getting the lumberjack. She's the one who mm-hmm. put us on to him. So yeah, lumberjack season. <laughs> put your plaid flannel on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of crushes, who are you crushing on this week? Well... With our, our all of our book talk, I really, it took me back to my Anne of Green Gable days and loving Gilbert Bly. Oh, Gilbert! Okay. But Gilbert really was kind of infuriating until he went well, to school. He was, I mean, He's when cute. you were in school, didn't you have, the boy who liked you, didn't he pick on you? I thought he was a little too mean to her, though. Well, I, I thought mean, he really was just like not a fan of her and wanted to torment her. I thought he was a bully. But he wasn't. He just really liked her. Yeah, I mean, true. I did the same thing to boys when I was... In... Did you? You were you were just a little bit of a, a yep. bully? I, I was. Oh, Mel. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gilbert, though, he was he became like the ideal. He, he And he was a doctor. He was a doctor. And just so sweet. And who wouldn't want the nickname Carrots? I know, Carrots. He was. He was dreamy, and the actor who played him was just the perfect selection. Um, Yeah, he was a. He was a good. That's a good choice. Mine. um, My crush would be. We were talking about Little House, and the show. And then you reminded me of some of the. Because I was like, oh well, I originally was going to say Michael Landon. Pa. He was just. But he was much older. This was a father figure. Not everyone loved Pa. Everybody loved Pa, but Albert. Whoa! He was a hottie, wasn't he? He was a hottie, and I looked him up, and he's only 53 now, and he is fine He's looking. aged well. The actor Matthew LaToya or something? Oh, I don't know. Something. We don't really, yeah, we don't know how to pronounce his just, name. Yeah. So, anyway, Albert. Let's Albert, stick with Albert. Very good looking back then, and he was adopted. He was sort yeah. of that mysterious, you know, kid that you know the, the Ingles. The they took in anybody that needed it. Apparently, they even adopted a psychotic nine-month-old. That was in the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that part of the you show. Know. But Albert was a good addition. He was. He mm-hmm. was. A, he was a fine young man, except for when he burned down uh, <laughs> oh, the house for the blind kids. That really wasn't too good. But, <laughs> so I have a thing for pyros, I guess. I don't you know. know. But we, we all make, mistakes. make mistakes. I know exactly. Who hasn't burned down a kid? <laughs> Who's playing matches? <laughs> wow, that got dark real quick. Yeah, that's kind of how my mind works. <laughs> and that's where we're gonna end. No. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Nobody bring matches near Mel. Um, if you ever see her around, just check your pockets for any lighters or anything else. But really, we hope you've enjoyed this walk down memory lane as much as we did. And, you know, pick up a book. It's it's that time of year. It's sweater weather. Sweater weather. It's reading weather. Reading weather. Yeah. But if you prefer to listen to things, listen to our playlist. Mm, that's a good point, Mel, because our playlist is going to be rocking this time around with all the one-hit wonders. Oh, yeah. And I, I, we started the sad song one. 
Oh, yes, we did. But we were looking for anybody to add to that. Because that's like a very personal decision, what the sad songs are, I think. We need interaction. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's out there on our Instagram, um, links to our playlists. And you can email us, latchkeychicks at Google. Yeah. Dot, uh, Google. Oh, Google. Google. Oh, my oh, goodness. God. Listen to her. I got the Google in <laughs> A little bit of the Google app. Oh, you are Googly. We're going to be on Google Podcast. Oh, That's why you were saying that. That is why. Thank get, you. We've got so much going on. I can't keep it straight. Well, but, you know, we are old. But latchkeychicks at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Oh, my gosh. We're really overexposed already. <laughs> That's kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that and burning things. I'm a little nervous. Who are you, really? Pretty soon I'll have my fans-only link to this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, let's just take it slow. Let's okay, see if okay. there's a demand for any further expansion before you get too crazy. <laughs> okay, we'll hold back. All right, which one hit wonder are we going to go out on? Oh, gosh. I don't know. What? I think we should just end with our favorite phone number song. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.